Black Lives Matter? I wish. Black lives only seem to matter when a white cop is involved. Black lives, of course, matter. But the ideology of the Black Lives Matter movement is sick. And it's all turned into a great big money-making scam. And, of course, money always matters. Always will matter. Always has mattered. So uh, where does that leave us? It leaves us with a, a culture, a society that is sick, in part because of the overcorrection, the overreaction to the horrible thing that happened to George Floyd. Now, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. But uh, what's happened ever since is almost worse. The total perversion of our culture and the demonization of cops and now the demonization of white people in general. A new documentary from Showtime. I can't believe that uh, corporate America, a major company, Viacom, sanctioned this. Put it together. Take a look because white people are the problem, don't you know? I think what annoys me most about white people is when they pretend like they're the victim. <laughs> What's also annoying is when they, you know, when they kill us. So it's full of hate and also full of lies. Now, this person, who I'll come to later, a college-educated woman, has virtually nothing to fear from police. All that has been overblown to the point of total dishonesty. There's more. What is fragile about whiteness when everything has been constructed around it? Every part of who I am has been distorted or criminalized. It's really just a bunch of... White lies. <laughs> We're storming the Capitol! You're not patriots. You're ridiculous. One of the definitions of American whiteness is ignorance. <laughs> now, I know they bash Trump supporters all the time. I'm used to that. But what did she... She looks like a nice person. One of the characteristics, characteristics of whiteness is ignorance. Wow. There's more. It's about obliterating systemic and institutionalized racism. This is a wild place, y'all. It's a wild place. I know Harriet and Frederick be up there just like, what is they going to do? All right, February 11th. You're going to watch this. Everything's going to be all white, full of hate, full of lies. And you saw... Amanda Seals there in the pink sweater. Let's talk about her for a moment. She's uh, quite the character there. I want to show you her resume. She went to the State University of New York at Purchase, a very prestigious program, has a graduate degree from Columbia University. Yet she sits there. And what did she say? Let's put that up. Uh, how did she break it down? This is a wild place, y'all. It's a wild place. I know Harriet and Frederick be up there just like what is they gonna do? Okay, with her graduate degree from Columbia University, this is the way she talks. It's a power play. She knows how to talk, but she talks this way. I guess it's Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass. Who knows? Um, how did this get made? And why did it get made? Well, a couple of things. Uh, the executives behind the documentary want to Maintain their power, and I'd like to show you them. Notice anything? They are all white people. Interesting, just about, I think. I don't see any African Americans there. And uh, Showtime, by the way, 
is a network traditionally favored by white people. Take a look at these shows. Sometimes I've heard people of color make fun of white people for enjoying some of these programs. But after George Floyd, everybody went crazy woke. Uh, everybody from Ritz Cracker to Showtime put out statements like this. Uh, black stories matter. Black ideas matter. Yes, all that stuff. We stand with you. Showtime. I really wanted a message like this from a cable TV station. We got one. Everybody went crazy. Everybody. And overnight, it happened. The world did change. So put together a, racial, a Center for Racial Equity and funded it with $100 million, which will help some. This means taking action. Two weeks ago, we announced Apple's Racial Equity and Justice Initiative with a commitment of $100 million. Apple, Walmart, and many more. Two weeks to figure out where you're going to put $100 million. That's overnight, okay? It takes a long time normally, but overnight. And they overreacted. They moved too fast. Take a look at this. Corporations all over the place. Amazon uh, with the messaging and the millions of dollars. Intel, the computer chip maker, uh, throwing money at this. Ritz Cracker, I mentioned them again. Ritz Cracker, yes, coming together because Black Lives Matter. There's a 500000 And the money actually was much more than just this. We mentioned Apple. Take a look. $100 million. Google, $12 million just for starters. General Motors, $10 million. Again, that was just for starters. Facebook, $100 million. Now, all that money flowing around can buy a lot of stuff. And they spent it really, really fast. Has anything changed? Has the climate improved over the past two years and all this money? No. But some people from Black Lives Matter got a lot richer. And they went on a shopping spree, as you know by now, several media reports. Uh, not widespread media reports, but this actually happened that key leaders in the Black Lives Matter movement went on a real estate shopping spree, bought just about everything in sight, caused a lot of problems internally, and it's not over. The wife of one of the BLM founders just bought a mansion in Canada for many millions of dollars. Now, a lot of folks in the media are reluctant to ask questions about this. Mm, just don't want to go there because they've literally redefined racism, okay? Racism has been redefined. Take a look. Racism is now the marginalization or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. A lot of white people, especially white liberals, are, ooh, we can't say anything right now because we're part of the problem. Now, that's their problem. And quite frankly, liberal people of color, when they start talking like this, people run and tend to give them anything they want. As a black woman, I think I'm growing tired of saying, uh, we told you so. And I find no joy in saying that. As a black man, I see the world through black eyes, and it's this blackness that shapes my perspective. As a black woman, it always feels incumbent upon us to take the high road. As a black person in America, you have to sort of find humor in race or else you go crazy. As a black woman, I'm so tired. I'm going to teach my kids when um, if I ever have kids to love themselves. As a black man in America, you're going to have to fight to be successful. You're going to have to fight against racism. Every day while you're breathing here on this earth, that is the cross that you have to bear. 
Maybe this is why everybody seems to be at each other's throats, why there's so much tension in the air. And so many folks have just capitulated, lost leave of their senses. Why the hell is Coca-Cola, the company that makes poison, by the way, weighing in on the Georgia election law? Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, this legislation is unacceptable. Uh, it is a step backwards uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Crystal clear, and this guy makes Coke. Uh, talk about something that's victimized people of color. Yeah, you can look it up. Some folks have pushed back from communities of color against their poison. Just because they're crazy doesn't mean we have to be. We'll be right back with, remember the lockdowns? Apparently, not at all necessary. Didn't save any lives. A new study from Johns Hopkins University. Now they tell us because they were one of the worst in raising the alarm about everything COVID. Be right back. There's a dangerous movement taking place in America, dismantling democracy, destroying our economy, stripping our freedom. Sean Spicer brings you an all-new book revealing Biden's dangerous plans for America. Radical Nation exposes the plan to turn America into a socialist nation and what you can do to stop them. President Trump says, if you want to save America, you must read this book. Get your free copy with this special offer. Go online or call the number on your screen. All I All can, I can say, say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? Remember Johns Hopkins University, that great big medical school funded by Michael Bloomberg uh, and their death board that freaked everybody out? So this was their uh, COVID live tracking of everything that was going on. They still have it. So Johns Hopkins has come out with a new study that says all of those lockdowns, remember when we all stayed inside, couldn't go anywhere? <laughs> looks like it was all unnecessary, that it did nothing to drive down mortality, death rates from COVID. Yeah, now they tell us. Well, Johns Hopkins just put out a great big study. Let's go ahead and put it on the screen. Uh, the Institute for Applied Economics, Global Health, and the Study of Business Enterprise. And some of their key findings in this 60-page study, we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limiting gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. Lockdowns during the initial phase of the COVID-19 pandemic have had devastating effects. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, they have contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, undermining liberal democracy. So such a standard benefit cost calculation leads to a strong conclusion Lockdown should be rejected out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument. I think there's one more. Lockdowns have limited people's access to safe outdoor places or indoor or, or included outdoor mask mandates or strict outdoor gathering restrictions, pushing people to meet at less safe indoor places. Yeah, when you close a beach, people don't. Uh. We do find some evidence that limiting gatherings was counterproductive and increased COVID-19 Mortality. 
This should be, this should be very big news, but it's not. It's just a footnote. Isn't that interesting? Why not? You know what? One reason why it vindicates Trump. He was always reluctant about the shutdowns. And remember, he was warning people all the time about the negative effects. You know what you're going to have more than anything else? Drug addiction. You will see drugs being used like nobody's ever used them before. And people are going to be dying all over the place for, from drug addiction. Everything's closed up. You're in your house. You're not allowed to move. People are dying with that, too. You look at drug addiction. You look at suicides. You look at some of the things that are taking place. People are dying that way, too. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. Wow. Remember, they said if only he had a little more empathy, empathy, that's empathy right there. He was right. And I think a lot of scientists and media folk owe him an an apology, many apologies. He'll never get them. So that brings me to Joe Biden. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was right in January when she said she wanted to impeach Joe Biden. Uh, She was a little bit ahead of the curve, but I'm convinced this guy is impeachable. Totally. Uh, The smoking gun evidence we've had for a long time. Uh, Let's start there. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. I love that moment. He couldn't help but boast about it. Uh, That's a quid pro quo. And they'll say, oh, well, wait a second. No, that was the entire position. That was the position of the entire EU and the United States interagency. Who is a person to influence the position of the EU and the American interagency? That guy. Then the vice president of the United States when he was all macho with the president of Ukraine. All right. That's one. One count of the indictment. But I think this is even a better one, violating his oath of office. All right. Remember when he gave that big speech? Uh, It was a political speech, of course. And uh, I pointed out before that he has failed miserably at unifying the country. This we can't charge him with. This is just a political lie, but it's a doozy. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people. Uniting our nation. His whole soul is in it. What does this tell you about his soul, given the state of our country right now? He may not have one at all, but you can't charge him. This is just a failure or possibly an outright lie or just a total lack of ability. What you can get him on is the big stuff. Failing his oath, violating his oath of office, okay? when he uh, raised his right hand and actually let's listen. Let's listen to that big promise. This is it. This is his job right here. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute, that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States, office of president of the United States and will to the best of my ability, will to the best of my ability, preserve, protect and defend Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you, God. So help me, God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. You. So, 
So uh, let's go into it. All enemies, foreign and domestic, and the Constitution. Let's go into that Constitution. This is in the Constitution. Article 4. Can you read it? I know it's white. It's a little hard to tell. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion, each of our states against invasion. Well, that's obviously uh, not been met. Texas, Arizona, a piece of New Mexico, I think. Look at this. Look at this. This is real evidence for impeachment. They should show these videos, not the guy with the horns on his head. This you could get him on. And now the secret flights that are coming into this country, they are secret. There's been no coordination with local governments, local law enforcement, just dropping off illegal migrants throughout the country and then lying about it, officially lying about it. The White House saying it's, uh, oh, this is not secret. The people on the ground. The people on the ground know what's going on. The contractors involved and the cops who have been showing up at these planes asking questions, they know what's going on. Take a look. Get the whole secrecy and all this but this is even about my Yeah, and why? You know why? You know why. Yeah, I know, but why? why? Yeah. No, but uh, what's, what's the big secret? Everybody knows it's happening. You know why? If it gets out, the government is betraying the American people. That's from one of the contractors. We don't know his name, but I think he's 100% right. Country is being torn apart from within and on the outside. And Joe Biden himself, his own son, Hunter, doing business with our adversaries, all right? Russia is an adversary. China is an adversary. Ukraine, I guess we're neutral on Ukraine. <laughs> and Hunter Biden has been receiving money from all of these countries. You think you think something weird's going on? Of course it is. And we've got the weakest president imaginable right now. If I may. But having said that, why don't I stop and uh, take any questions y'all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first. Great. I think we'll have Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Let's go. Thank you guys. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you guys. I think we might be able to impeach him just for that. I know we can't technically, but that display of weakness being overwhelmed, just not ready. That's bad. That's bad. George Soros, don't quite understand his role in all of this and what his motivations are. It's complex. He's remote. He's untouchable, multi-billionaire and friends all over the place, like Joe Biden, to whom he donated an estimated $48 million trying to get him elected. And all the crazy prosecutors that are floating around, not charging people, letting people go, gave $47 million to them to get those nut jobs into office. I think this is a fantastic, there are elements here for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Let's see what happens after the midterms, huh? All right, Kamala Harris, uh, we know she's weird, but she's getting worse. We'll be right back. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight 
Tune in to the Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. So, Kamala Harris, what has she done now? Remember, she's supposed to be fixing the border, but then she root causes and all that nonsense and going to Honduras once. Hey, there's a region called the uh, Northern Triangle. I'm not exactly sure why they call it the Northern Triangle. It's in the middle of uh, Central America, but Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, a lot of people are coming from down there. Kamala Harris is supposed to be concerned about that. She's really only worked up about the name, it seems, but she contradicts herself even there. This will explain everything. So each country has its own identity, its own culture, its own history, and that should be respected, which is why you will see that I I rarely, if ever, refer to it as the Northern Triangle. In the Northern Triangle. To focus on the Northern Triangle, not just in the Northern Triangle, to help the Northern Triangle, to combat violence in the Northern Triangle. And to focus on the Northern Triangle. One of my areas of focus, which is the Northern Triangle, that are affecting the Northern Triangle, to provide immediate relief to the Northern Triangle, to address the root causes in the Northern Triangle. She just said she doesn't say that because I don't know why. I have no, very strange. By the way, this idea of her going to the Supreme Court, it's not over, all right? It could happen, and they'd replace her as vice president. Stay tuned. Uh, Some people had a little fun with Joe Biden. You know, he's always talking about his dad. And most of the stories are obviously not true. He's making it up. Anybody can tell. I don't think I'm being too skeptical here. Uh, Does this seem legitimate? All of these stories from his father? My dad just said, you know, we just ought to give people ability just they will take a deep breath. And then he'd say, Joey, a job is about a lot more than a paycheck. And he used to have an expression. He'd say, you got to know how to know. you got to know how to know. Silence, as my dad would remind me, silence is complicity. Uh, you know, my dad's another expression. The only way to deal with the abuse of power is with power. Well, my, my dad had an expression. He said, Joey, it's not a question of succeeding whether you get knocked down. It's how quickly you get up. And, uh, and he used to say, you never explain and never complain. My dad used to have an expression. He said, it's a lucky person. Gets up in the morning, puts both feet in the floor, knows what they're about to do, and thinks it still matters. My dad had an expression. He said, the only conflict worse than one that's intended is one that's unintended. You know, my dad had an expression. He used to say, you know your success as a parent when you turn and look at your child and realize they turned out better than you. My dad used to have an expression. He used to say, everyone's entitled to be treated with dignity. He used to say, Joey, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I sure in hell expect them to understand them. (laughs) All right, there's no way uh, Biden Sr. said all that stuff. But when Joe, Joey, first went into politics in 1970-whatever, Uh, some consultant said, you should always talk about your father, all right? People really like that. It's a way to connect, Joe. Talk about your dad. Uh, We've all grown up. We've all become a bit more savvy as voters, and we know when we're being lied to. We know when we're being snowed. Um, All that stuff, by the way, uh, my dad, it's not the way you fall down, it's how you get up. Uh, It's so phony that it was called out in a movie. Like, it's the typical thing a politician would say. But- 
it's not authentic. Matt Damon in a movie called The Adjustment Bureau a couple of years ago. But we had a rule in my neighborhood. When you got in a fight, it wasn't whether or not you got knocked down. It's what you do when you get back up. We, we didn't have that saying in my neighborhood. It's just one of those phrases that uh, it had some traction with the focus group, and so we kept using it, but it's not true. <laughs> I just, this movie's about eight years old now. Uh, they nailed it. I think they may have been talking about Joe Biden. Uh, I knew Joe was, what's the word? I want to be nice about this. Lying. When he said this about his dad and they're driving around Wilmington circa 1955. My dad was dropping me off so I could go around the block and run and get the application. And two well-dressed men kissed one another as I was opening the door. And I hadn't seen that before. And I turned around and one walked off to the DuPont building, one walked off to what used to be called the Hercules Corporation. And I looked at my dad and he just looked at me and said, it's simple, honey. They love each other. It's just basic. There's nothing complicated about it. That's how I was raised. That's just the way he was raised. Um, no, no. Uh, seeing two men kissing in public as recently as the 90s could cause a bit of a stir. Uh, certainly in the South or the mid-Atlantic states. I'm not saying it should have caused a stir. I'm just saying that's reality. And Joe is not talking about reality. And by the way, take a look at Joe and his father showing up at some clam bake. I think they're hungry for money. And who shows up? Can I see that full, please? Joe is wearing a hat. It doesn't say Biden on it. It says Joe. That's a, and I think he's got a pin on, drop the banner, a pin on that says U.S. Senator. Yep, <laughs> I'm a U.S. Senator, Joe Biden. Get out of the way. You know, I like this picture so much once I tried to get a hat that's, uh, but it does, it's not me. Nobody should do this ever, including you, Joe Biden. And uh, I lost the hat, by the way. All right. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, they want to cancel her. She said something wrong about the Holocaust. I don't like Whoopi's political views. We disagree. But I don't want to see her canceled. I actually don't even want to see Snoop Dogg canceled. But first, this is what she did. If you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No, no, it's well, not about race. It, it, yeah, no, it's about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, and race. It's but these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they How do we have to black people see them as white? But you're missing the point. You're missing the point. All right. So, uh, look, it's not like she said the Holocaust was a good thing. Man's inhumanity to man. Jewish race, that is a thing. The Aryan race. And it wasn't top of mind for her. Hey, she said something stupid on The View. Hello. I mean, Meghan McCain worked on The View. And you're supposed to say stupid things on The View. I don't want her canceled. She's learning about what she said and how it was wrong. Other people are learning, too, because not everybody knows the answers here. And that's probably a good thing. I don't want to see Whoopi canceled. I don't want to see my enemies canceled. I don't want to see my friends canceled. All right. 
unless they commit a crime or something like that. That's that's an, another thing. Even that actress who said that horrible thing about the cop, she was inconvenienced by a funeral and then she vented online. It has nothing to do with her job, but her job in a virtue signal fired her. And Snoop Dogg, I talked about Snoop Dogg yesterday and I still think he's pretty vile. I still, still think he's depraved. I still think he has no business being at the Super Bowl. And I would like to see him kicked out of the Super Bowl, but he'll still be Snoop Dogg. He'll still be able to go make his money however he makes his, his money. And how does he make his money? Anyway, I hope you agree because Cancel culture, that's Chinese, ancient, that's cultural revolution stuff. That's communist China, all right? Shame parties. What did they call them? Struggle sessions where you had to apologize. Look at that guy. Look at that. You know how good it feels sometimes to accuse somebody else? Look at him. They're bad. That must mean I'm good, right? Right? I hate this stuff. It's un-American. Let them do it, not us. And I don't think even they do it anymore, I hope. When we come back, we're going to Canada to check in on those truckers. The Canadians, they're doing great. They've had it with those uh, crazy mandates up there and Justin Trudeau. This is being led, of course, by the Canadian truckers. And uh, they are fed up. They have turned out in massive numbers. And we're going to check in with them in just a moment. One of the truckers uh, from Ottawa. But first, they've gotten the attention of the entire world, including President Trump. There are far more of us than there are of them. That's true. The Canadian truckers, you've been reading about it, who are resisting bravely these lawless mandates are doing more to defend American freedom than our own leaders by far. And we want those great Canadian truckers to know that we are with them all the way. They are. They've really shown something. It's time to move on. I love it. I love it. Louis Gagne, he is an owner and truck driver with Louis Gagne Trucking. He joins us from his truck, uh, not far from Parliament in Ottawa, Canada. Louis, I don't know if you heard what the president said, but you, sir, are doing more and your friends up there than the Democrats are in preserving our liberties. So thank you for that. Anyway, welcome to Newsmax. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me. So what's it like, man? I mean, uh, tell me, what's the environment? What's the energy like right now where you are? I'm going to tell you, I never felt so good to be a truck driver in the last week than I ever did in the last 20 years. The support we're getting from uh, the locals uh, everywhere that we've been, uh, we're getting uh, food nonstop. We have food for a month, and it still doesn't stop. They're making coffees. They're... They have barbecues. They even have uh, pizza on a firestone. It's uh, it's it's overwhelming. Uh, it's it's hard to explain. You kind of got to be here. But uh, like I said, never felt so good to be a trucker in my life. Hey, can you tell us? Do me a favor. Specifically, what are you guys asking for? 
What do you I know you're fed up overall with the restrictions and I know there's a lot of paperwork restrictions and vaccine require vaccination requirements. But what are you looking for specifically right now? Well, it's, you know, it's a lot of things, but uh, it's this vaccination stuff. Uh, it's uh, the they're making us. Uh, they're separating us now. Uh, families are getting in arguments about getting vaxxed and not getting vaxxed. Uh, everybody, it's just, we're getting overwhelmed. We, we, we're here for a freedom. I don't care about vaccination. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you want a mask, wear a mask. By all means, we don't care. But the people that don't want to, we should have, we should be able to do what we want with our body. Like Justin Trudeau said on his first campaign, freedom, freedom with her body, yada, yada, yada. And then now it's all going, yeah, like yeah. a roller coaster. Well, you know, like um, like patriots in this country, patriots in your country are being labeled uh, Russian saboteurs or you're colluding. This is, uh, this is this, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Uh, talking about uh, you guys being infiltrated by Russian actors. Let's take a quick listen, if you don't mind, um, Lewis. Yep. Given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, it, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but, but there is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things uh, as, this, as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from, from the outset. Russians are instigating it. I was wondering about you, actually. You know, you and you look I'm only kidding. Uh, but we've heard this kind of stuff and that you guys are in allegiance with uh, crazy radical terrorists. Yeah, 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 for sure. We're 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 all, all these uh, 10,000 trucks that are here. We're all in, in with Russia. Like, come on. <laughs> Hey, do me a favor, actually. I hear a little bit of commotion. You're in your cab. Is there any way you can uh, show us uh, what's happening uh, right outside yeah. your window? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll switch it around. I'll go out if you don't mind for a minute. And I'll show you. Uh, we don't, we're doing a little short on we're, we're a little short on time. Can you keep it live? Can you keep it going the whole time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, Lewis, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Hey, do me a favor, uh, and good to see you again. You know, Trump does have your back, and it's not, it's not just because of, uh, you know, the politics of the moment. It was in 2017 or 2018, he had all the truckers, a great big uh, load of truckers, come to the White House, and he jumped in, he grabbed the wheel. I feel like, uh, I think we have some pictures of this, he likes you guys, he understands you guys, and he knows your importance. And uh, a lot of politicians don't. Do you have any thoughts on President Trump? Yeah, he's always been. I mean, uh, it's hard to say because we're Canadian. Uh, we don't don't follow too much on uh, the other side politics. We have a hard enough time on our side, as you can see. And, uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> but he... He does talk freely, and he has. Uh, he says what uh, he, he does. What he says, so I respect that a lot, and uh, I appreciate him being on our side. That's for sure. That's pretty cool. Well, Louis Gagne, uh, good luck. Hey, how much longer do you think you're going to be there? I mean, does this have an endpoint? What do you wait? What's next? 
Well, that's a question for uh, Mr. Trudeau himself, because uh, we're here for the long haul. We got fuel coming to us. We got enough food. Our GoFundMe page is uh, almost at $10 million. We're going to be here uh, until uh, they make it right. Well, you have our support and our admiration. Louis Gagne, great to talk to you. He is the owner and a truck driver of Louis Gagne Trucking. That's in Ontario, Canada. All the best, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You got it. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, that is uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General of the State of New York. It's hard to believe she's actually a lawyer uh, because she behaves in a very unlawyerly way, campaigning, promising to prosecute Trump. That seems to be in violation of the State Bar Association, but here's a sample. I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass, boat. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. Running for attorney general because I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. We need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. All of those transactions have happened here in New York City. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think any of that's true, by the way. She certainly hasn't proved it. She's been in office for some time, and nothing's happened. Although a lot's happening at the same time. I want to bring in Helena Haba. She's an attorney representing the Trump Organization and Donald Trump. And uh, they have subpoenaed you. You guys are firing back. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Greg. How are you? Thanks T for having me. Terrific. Bring us up to speed. All that stuff seemed ridiculous. I know she's issued, I believe, subpoenas uh, for a lot of the Trumps. Where do things stand mm -hmm. right now? So there was there has been an investigation for many, many years, which has gone nowhere. Um, as she has admitted, she basically has dual investigations, both in the criminal uh, with what was Cy Vance's investigation and is now uh, D.A. Braggs, which is frightening. So she has been working kind of in tandem with them. And what has happened is basically she's trying to usurp the criminal protections of an investigation by using the civil side when she wants to to subpoena um, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, and the former president of the United States. Uh, and basically what I see as a desperate attempt to kind of close the case and, and get it somewhere after years of going nowhere. Okay. Um, can you, uh, all right, you're going to have to break that down for me a little bit further. Uh, just a bottom line, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to get my hands around this thing, and I think it's, it's both complicated and simple at the same time. She doesn't have a case, probably knows that. She's desperate. I heard you say that. So, so, so what happens next? So she's trying to get their depositions, um, basically, and that is what we're saying. You've had years to get this investigation to a head. She's coming up on an election, and she wants, um, you know, to basically wrap it up and make it, it look like the hero, which she hasn't been able to do for years. So she thinks by getting a deposition, she's going to basically 
uh, crack some case, which is just not going to happen. And it's completely unethical. It's it's discrimination. It's selective prosecution. It's it's not allowed. And she's looked at all the documents that everybody has provided, and she still doesn't have enough. So she's going after the family. Now, there are some things that lawyers are not allowed to do. Is she in violation of any of those ethics uh, rules that I, they have to, you have to update your, your profile every year, you have to undergo ethics training? The stuff she said uh, about Donald Trump when she was a candidate would seem to be, I don't know, prejudicial or something. Can you go after her for the comments she's made outside of the office? Yes, and we are. Um, the Northern District Act addresses it. And then there are some other private actions that will be taken um, to make sure that she's held accountable. You cannot, as an attorney, uh, go after somebody prior to even taking office and predetermine that they have committed laundering and criminality. Uh, It's very clearly viewpoint discrimination, which is against our constitutional rights. You can't you know, it's obvious because she wasn't even the attorney general. She had no knowledge of his, you know, his matters with money, business, otherwise. But she determined he was a money launderer. Um, this is very similar to how uh, Biden got slack for calling Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, you know, a member of the KKK. Yeah. You just can't do that in this country. Uh, hey, you work for Donald Trump. You're uh, you're his lawyer, one of his lawyers. What's that like? What kind of boss is he? What kind of client is he? Uh, yeah, you're not his, he's not your boss. He's a client. Anyway, what's it like? Uh, he's the best. Honestly, um, working for the Trump family, the organization, they have some brilliant people on their team. And I. it's a shame that more people don't actually get to know the former president. He is incredibly smart. He is... Um, just in love with this country. And he really does not want to sue for his own values or his own interests. He is truly hired me to go and say, hey, Alina, this country has fallen apart. Can you help me get it back on track? Because unfortunately, we've tried everything but suing the attorney general. And now it's gotten so haywire Um, that we've got to get this country back together. He loves this country so much. And and honestly, he is the kindest person. His family is wonderful. Um, You know, they're they're just good people. It is wild. You compare, you see those kids, they've been in in international business for such a long time. And uh, they dragged Donald Jr. to Capitol Hill and and the way Hunter is off the hook. It's pretty wild. Anyway, Alina Haba, attorney representing the Trump Organization and uh, Donald Trump himself, We thank you again. All the best to you and the president. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. You bet. Be right back. Before we lose the Constitution, we must use the Constitution to get our nation back on track. Our founders gave us an Article 5 Convention of States to bypass Congress and make the necessary amendments to control the growth of the federal government, balance the budget, and impose term limits on federal officials. Join the conservatives you know and trust across America who are coming together to support a convention of state. Wow, tonight looks like a summit. <laughs> Donald Trump, the president, versus Rob Schmidt, the journalist. It's going to be great. 
It's not a summit. It's not a wrestling match. It's an interview, and it's going to be fantastic. They shot it down in Mar-a-Lago tonight at 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be watching it, and um, I'll see you tomorrow night. All the best. Thank you.